0: Alright guys, episode 51 of the podcast with Connor, an awesome 805 producer from Oxnard. And yeah, we talked about his journey from going to school, uh, kinesiology, studying kinesiology, and how we got into producing and, and making music. And then even prior to that, uh, starting with, with uh, playing piano in the third grade. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoy this podcast and I will... See you on the next one. Boos. Twisted
1: tea coming in twenty
0: twenty three. Yeah, Tweeze. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, we actually got the screwball. That's like the staple of the Stew Crew.
1: Screwball? Yeah. I don't think I've tried that.
0: You haven't tried that? It's a uh, oh. oh. peanut butter whiskey.
1: Peanut butter whiskey? Yeah. Is it good?
0: It's yeah. It's amazing, bro.
1: Shit. Okay. And I'm gonna um, have to try it April first.
0: Hey, a- that's that's the day.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to no i don't want to get blacked out but definitely want to drink something
0: yeah for sure
1: i'll come kick it
0: um the that was the drink that we were drinking all throughout uh stew crew tapes volume one pretty much like okay overnights just drinking that and then twisted teas and freaking okay you think that
1: influenced the sound
0: i definitely think so
1: some whiskey yeah you guys are pulling all-nighters just drinking and writing music
0: yeah all-nighters drinking music or drinking and then making music and then also um that was a sp- like within a span of three weeks bro it was, it, which was crazy we were just going so hard
1: the whole tape yeah oh shoot okay yeah, yeah. nice um, um uh, how many of you guys were working on it
0: uh so it was me blue Drix, Ty, red and heck Okay. So like five or six, and then uh, T Funk, and then my homie Eddie EAG. Okay. So it was like seven, around seven people, Dang. which was
1: pretty dope. So that's like two, three producers, and then everyone else is like rapping on it.
0: Yeah. So mainly it was just me and Blue producing. Oh, tight. Yeah. Nice. And then um. Is that like your first project that you did like the whole thing? Uh yeah, actually first project engineering and then mixing mastering. Tight. Um by myself, so I learned so much from that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's hard, man but it it's fun is. you know you just keep doing it and repeat that process and it gets easier over time
0: yeah yeah and then uh, prior to that i dropped a project which blue produced it and um that was actually my first project and um i don't know it's just crazy to, it's awesome to see the the um the progression from then to now which is insane like
1: is that the one you performed at fresh Mix? uh
0: which it, which one was that?
1: that was it flight fest i think I think that's where i met all you guys oh yeah Yeah, that's right i didn't meet you but like i saw saw you guys perform yeah
0: yeah um i didn't perform any songs from that but uh it was a few songs i think red performed one of the songs on uh my project and then eddie performed uh fuck what song was it oh it was p off of stu crew tapes okay yeah sorry yeah Yeah, but um, that was fun dude it was man shout out to ty yeah yeah that was dope is Uh, he planning another one uh, I'm not sure I'm not sure but I mean hopefully soon yeah that'd be super dope
1: I'll definitely roll up
0: yeah yeah but what about you though what uh, I'm just curious what made you want to take this hiatus from uh, from drinking was it was it just too much
1: uh, no I actually it was a hiatus from everything like full sobriety oh nice like tobacco weed alcohol I did it last year too um, I was just going through a time where I just felt like I needed a break and just like a change of pace. And not that I was like heavy into it or anything, but it was just, you know, you get that internal feeling where you're like, "Uh, I need need to mix it up and then realign my compass and just get back on the road and get back to business. Yeah, Um, I feel that. uh, Yeah, I don't think I had a problem with it or anything. It was more just, okay, let me regroup for a second. Mm. And then I did it last year. Um, So I wanted to do it again this year. I was going to do the sober October thing with Lit. Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah, He's been influenced, but uh, I never did it in October because I would always end up at a Halloween party. <laughs> but I was like, I can always do a New Year's thing. And I felt like a month was not enough for me to like really like dial in and focus. Yeah. So I always, or I guess, yeah, the last year was the first time. So I just figured three months and then, yeah, I'm doing it again this, this year too.
0: Nice. Yeah. So, uh, with nicotine, I actually did that started, I started August and then, uh, recently this past, uh, weekend with the no cover magazine show, I was like, dude, you know what? I'm just going to have a little bit of nicotine. Yeah. And it felt good. Like right before the show. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. I mean, they,
1: they feel good for a reason. Like there's powers in using substances and there's powers in refraining from them too. Definitely. Um, so you can learn a lot from being under the influence and not being, under the influence at the same time yeah yeah um but yeah you just gotta find that balance like for yourself Every for sure. everyone has a different gauge on what they can handle or what they're comfortable with
0: for sure and um i don't know you seem to be i was like kind of looking through your instagram and the earlier stuff was you traveling and stuff did you have a su- or sort of a moment where you wanted to just travel and just kind of like find it it's like the cliche like finding finding yourself or like whatever you think but um, i
1: wanted to yeah um well like i grew up in oxnard so i i mean i've been around here like my whole childhood pretty much um been in the same house um had like a lot of the not a lot of the same friends but a same like core group of friends um and i'd go to utah every year had family out there so i'd go for every christmas and every summer and that was kind of like the extent of travel maybe like Vegas every once in a while um, and my senior year I had an opportunity to go to Hawaii for school no. so I went to college out there and that's kind of where I did not like travel but like I got to go away and see like another way of living how uh, yeah you just see how other people live you learn new ideas you know um, live new experiences and it wasn't really travel, but I just got to see a lot out there.
0: Hmm. yeah, I noticed um just being in different areas, you see how how stuck you are in a certain in a place where if you all you know is oxnard, then you don't get to see the different cultures how how other people live how um just how different it is from where from where you live, and I think that's a huge benefit to to people is to get outside of your, your, your comfort zone pretty much.
1: Yeah. And you know, like we're blessed to like be in the internet age. So like I got to see, you know, all those YouTubers that are traveling and um, going out and doing things. And I was uh, involved in like backpacking. So we do a lot of trips like that. Um, So I always wanted to do like those like multi country, like staying in a hostel, like maybe sleep in a park kind of trip. Um, and i didn't get to do like the full thing but i got to experience like little pieces of it um that's awesome and just watching people like on the internet kind of inspired me to do that or at least like dip my toes into it
0: yeah i remember uh at a, at a certain point too i wanted to backpack i wanted to go to to thailand and to to the philippines and yeah uh just backpack around the world but soon that is still on my list to do to do yeah well it. let me
1: know man like i haven't been in a while it's been like so Six, five years since the last trip I did. Okay, cool. Yeah, we were in Costa Rica. I went with my roommate my senior year. Him and his friend, uh, they were getting a spot out there. And their whole family was going just for a vacation. So mm-hmm. we found these really cheap tickets and we we're out there for like a month.
0: That's tight. Yeah,
1: just, you know, cruising around over there.
0: That's dope. Yeah. Uh, For school, what did you do?
1: Uh, I went to school for kinesiology. Okay. So it's like... uh. Well, it's officially called kinesiology and rehab science. So it's a lot of like, how do I explain it? It's like a generic major. So we had people that were getting into nursing, uh, physical therapists, we had uh, people that were like pre-med, people that want to be PE teachers. So it's kind of like a a prereq major to like branch out and uh, continue like your health field journey
0: and when you sign up for that uh, is it a major it's a major right yeah okay so when you sign up for that did you have an idea of what you wanted to do or was it just you know from the asian culture you're filipino right yeah is it full or
1: uh half filipino half spanish
0: okay um so i guess with both cultures it's like going to school is i guess required unless like you know the mexican side it's like you either go to school or work yeah filipino side it's a lot of nurses and a lot of uh, people in the medical field so yeah. what wh- was the pressure on you to go to school or did you want to do it what was the
1: um never like a pressure like i have a pretty chill family um and you know they emphasize happiness over everything yeah um as long as you got your shit together they're like you know as long as you're happy it doesn't really matter i feel that um so it's more like uh an internal goal and the school i went to santa clara high school um shout out the saints Hey. And my English teacher really inspired, like, my whole class. Like, she was with us from freshman year uh, up until senior year. So she saw our progression, like, throughout high school. And she really helped um, with our application process and just inspired us to continue our education. And, you know, I was fortunate to have the opportunity to go to Hawaii yeah, um, for school. Can you and move a uh, little bit closer? A little bit closer? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. There you go. Sorry, it's my first podcast. Yeah, no worries, <laughs> no worries, you're good. Um, so, you know, I wanted to capitalize on the opportunity and not let it go to waste at the same time. Um, but yeah, there's no pressure. It was more okay, of for a, sure. an internal goal.
0: Yeah, that's kind of how I grew up. Uh, my parents were, I feel like they were kind of busy doing their own thing. So I had a lot of freedom to just explore. And, and I really didn't have uh, parental figures to like say, hey, do this or do that. I kind of, I was kind of free to just do whatever i wanted to try nice. which again i think it i think it goes down to the person you because on that path you can get on to a bad path without a purpose and you can hang around with the wrong people um so i i guess it's just being mindful of who you're hanging hang around with too um but yeah for me i was um i don't know that's a, i feel like one thing that really helped me out was having a job that i hated okay
1: what were yeah. you doing for work
0: uh, My first ever job was Little Caesars. Oh, shit. That sheep, was the okay. hardest shit I've ever done, bro. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn, okay. I like guess 15 or 16, I think. Okay. Yeah. So almost like, what, nine years ago? I'm 25.
1: Okay. And then that inspired you to, to do other things, or?
0: Yeah, other things. Like, it, it inspired me to ask myself, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? Cause I would see people there that are kind of old, like in their mid forties, fifties. And, um, you know, if I, if I saw myself going down that path, that's what I would be. So it, it really qu- made me question what I was doing with my life.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's good though. Sometimes yeah. you need that check to, you know, to realign your compass to be like, okay, sure. what direction am I going right now? Is this the path that I want to go down or am I kind of just mindlessly, walking down this road with my eyes closed Mm -hmm. um it's a hard process of opening your eyes but it's necessary to like get to that next point so i mean that's cool that you realize that because there's not there's a lot of people that don't ever have that realization
0: yeah for sure
1: and you can always repeat that process and level up all the time
0: yeah no definitely definitely and for you uh going to school i don't think uh did, did you know what you wanted to do or was it kind of
1: uh i knew i had like a couple ideas like i wanted to be like a military medic okay maybe like a pe teacher my dad was involved in the school system so he's always telling me to work at a school okay i thought working for like a sports team as like an athletic trainer would be cool um i didn't know like specifically but i knew i was interested in learning about the body and and how it works and seeing like where i could apply that um, so it was good that it was kind of a generic major cause I didn't have to go too deep into like anything, but we got to learn like really about everything about the body somewhat at a surface level. And then, you know, as you get into like the higher level classes, like you get to go more specific. Um, but yeah, I didn't really know specifically what I wanted. Mm. Um, so I just tried a little bit of everything.
0: And did you, did you graduate? You graduated? Yeah, I got, yeah. I
1: graduated in december
0: 2015 oh nice yeah nice and then prior or I, yeah i guess prior to that with music how how does that fit into what like when did you start making music or when was the th- the moment you were like i don't know When when was the first time you experimented with making music
1: um well i was like in third grade and okay so i switched schools in second grade i went from marina west to santa clara elementary i
0: went to to marina west too
1: oh for real yeah yeah hey my dad used to work there oh lit yeah um shout out to the seagulls
0: yay the seagulls
1: but uh they we had a music class that we went to and that was like the first time i went to a music class and i saw the piano teacher and i was like damn like that looks really cool i don't know what she's doing but that looks cool and i want to do that So I went home one day and I asked my mom if she could sign me up for piano lessons. And I think they said no at first, and they got me a keyboard. And I spent a lot of time at my grandparents' house. So I'd bring the keyboard over there and I'd just, you know, learn songs. Just messing around, did not know what I was doing. And then they eventually signed me up for piano lessons, me and my brother. And I took, it was like classical lessons. So I wasn't really learning theory or anything. It was more hey this is a complicated piece you're gonna learn how to play it and you're gonna go perform it in front of judges and that was kind of like the cycle of how we were learning pieces mm, um so i did that until eighth grade and then i s- was switching the music that i was listening to so i wanted to learn more like pop stuff or like beatles music and jazz um I was just like exploring my palette Yeah, yeah so my teacher referred me to another uh guy um i forget his name but uh, i was with him for two years and that's where i learned like theory how chords work and everything um like actually like learning how to play Mm. and apply it and then i stopped my junior year or like the end of my sophomore year um, because i was getting into cross country and everything and i was like yeah piano's cool but you know, like I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do after high school and probably not going to do music like it's cool, but I don't really want to do this. So I kind of stopped and didn't really do music from that point on. Mm. I listened to a lot of music, though, but never like playing. Um, but my junior year of college, I was watching. Uh, YouTube and there was this dude, Feli, who would play beats or he like make beats this is dude from connecticut and i saw the beat pad and i was like damn like that's cool like i think i could do that or i don't even know what i was thinking because i didn't do any music like that i was like new to hip-hop at the time
0: mpc you had like one of those
1: he had one of those and then he had a machine but like the big one so oh yeah the machine studio or i forget what it was called yeah so i just ordered one my junior year And then I met this kid out in school who happened to be from California. And he was like a tagger, like a dope artist. Like he's really good at drawing. Mm -hmm. And he saw that I had one and he's like, oh, bro, you make beats. And I was like, no, like I just got this. I don't know what I'm doing. I was like, I took classical piano lessons, but, you know, I want to learn how to make a beat. So he's like, cool, like, let's figure this out. So me and him like would just make beats in the dorm rooms and we just both learned from each other um and that's kind of how like the whole process
0: started Lit.
1: junior year in the dorms <laughs> Lit, yeah
0: dude and, and and that's another thing that i want to mention is cross-country really taught me the power of the mind oh yeah yeah
1: it sucks and it's really cool at the same time it does. <laughs> yeah
0: for real dude
1: um, um yeah we had a really cool coach uh well, aaron sharp he was like a he like set records at our high school and he was in the Olympic trials for the marathon. So he had like, you know, kind of high expectations for us and like, I was never like great or anything, but he definitely uh, taught us how to like stay focused or helped us to stay focused. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm not really into running anymore though. <laughs> it's cool for the time. But at I'm that chilling time. On that. huh?
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel. Uh, well, that's how I felt. Maybe about a month ago, and then this year, New Year came up, and I was like, "Man, I'm gonna get back into running." Yeah. Bought some running shoes, and now I'm I'm back to running. Nice. Uh, I want to try and break five the five minute mile. That's like my all time goal. Okay. Because uh, prior it was my I think my PR was five oh nine, and um, oh you're legit then, man. Yeah. Okay. And I I really want to break it before, like th- I feel like this is my my chance to try and break because I I'm cons- consistent with running. Yeah. And um, yeah, we'll see what happens.
1: Sweet, yeah. I think you will get it for sure. Just freaking shotgun one of those Red Bulls right before. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. Okay. So, hip hop. What? What was? What were you? It, so it was uh, classical music. Yeah. And stuff, right? And then you transitioned over to to more hip hop stuff. What? What kind of hip hop? Uh, it was more or like wh- jazz stuff? Okay. Oh, jazz. Yeah, okay.
1: I didn't even listen to hip hop. I honestly, like, I hated hip hop growing up.
0: Mm, why is that
1: i just, just didn't cu- just curious uh, i don't know like i didn't identify with it i didn't go to like school dances or anything so like i was never into like the whole like party scene or anything Oh okay yeah Um, yeah, yeah. i was you know i was like a rock and roller like my dad would play That's me sad. led zeppelin and like acdc or like the Foo fighters and like nirvana yeah, yeah so like i grew up listening to that and then you know a lot of my friends grew up listening to that too um and then i knew there were other like there was hip-hop out there that i liked but i didn't really care enough to like dive into it Mm -hmm. um i just had a really bad taste in music at the time and then i think it was like honestly i hate to say this but once i started smoking weed like when i was in school like my freshman year of college Mm -hmm. met a bunch of people that showed me a bunch of different types of music and i had an open mind and then that's really what got me onto it Mm. um I mean a little bit before but you yeah know, like i just was listening with a different ear at the time and had more of a, an appreciation for it
0: i see do you remember any of the stuff that you were listening to at a lot of, time? Kid Cudi, a yeah. of kid cuddy a bunch
1: of kid cuddy uh there was this guy tommy um who showed me meek mill oh shit. and he was like showing me like his freestyle videos because he was from the east coast yeah. so you know we we're showing each other music like from where we're from He's like, oh you gotta check this guy, like he's he's like hot from my city, like he's next up. And we're like, okay. And you know, I was I became a fan of his after that. Um I listened to a lot of like Jay Dilla. Mm. Um New, Jubbies.
0: New Jubbies, yeah.
1: Um Yeah, I mean like a bunch of different stuff. I don't even know like the names. I was just getting exposed to like so many different types of music. Hmm. Um, and then me and my brother would trade playlists. I'd come back home and I'm like, yo, look at all these new artists and songs that my friend showed me. Like, here's a CD, put it on your iTunes. And then he'd do the same. Like when he went to his school, he'd show me all the artists that he was listening to. And then we just trade music like that. And
0: So this is like 2014? Uh, I was, was like 2011, 2011. I went to school.
1: 2012. Okay. That's when like the real mind expansion happened.
0: Damn, and That was... A long time ago <laughs> a long time ago and also i think before no i think that was when the ipod was like popping i think or was that prior
1: i think no because i had an ipod when i was younger okay like when i was in elementary school i think it was like i had an ipod mini because
0: like the iphone fuck
1: i had a gorillas uh cd yeah demon days like the first one they came out with and i would listen to that whole album on repeat on the ipod mini Mm. and that was like the only album i had on there <laughs> <laughs> just nonstop.
0: stop i remember listening to uh freaking lupe fiascos uh with um kick push okay and lasers i remember that nice yeah but yeah dude it was a different time because music was it was you had to go out and and buy it and and buy cds and i think that's 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 an experience in itself yeah And i think that's really cool and honestly something oh it's still popping but um i just really enjoy that experience
1: yeah i think you appreciate it more where now it's like it's so accessible where it's like oh that's a cool song all right next and when you had to spend five hours searching on you know a website for the song and then looking for the youtube to mp3 converter and then going through that whole process like you appreciate the song more it's like wow like i got this like or if you buy the CD and you put it on your iPod um, I feel like you're going to appreciate it more and you'll listen more and really like digest the music instead of just skipping through everything because you have no emotional attachment to it Mm. but that's just
0: just the progression of how the industry works yeah and I do feel like uh, listening to an album is not that not that i don't know like listening to it from front to back it's it's not that popular i don't i don't think so as much as throwing out singles and stuff yeah but i mean that's just what i see right now but
1: i mean everyone has add now so it's hard to get people to like sit down and like really tap into like a whole body of work that someone made and the algorithms don't favor long form content either they want everything like you know 10 seconds like a minute long two minutes max and then you're on to the next thing um, Yeah, because yeah. you know that still counts as a stream someone listening for 10 seconds of a song or for a song that's 10 seconds if they listen to the whole thing versus an hour file they uh it only takes 10 seconds to count one stream it takes Obviously. an hour to count one stream if you know if it's a longer uh a longer track that they're listening to Mm. so it doesn't really incentivize artists to make long-form content which is good and bad at the same time um you know you get more music that's like to the point and kind of like in your face just like loud it's there and then it's gone um but then i think there's like a new appreciation appreciation for like longer songs too because there's not as many so the ones that do come out um kind of are up on a pedestal almost Mm. even if they don't get that recognition right away uh it'll come eventually
0: yeah i guess i guess well i watched the documentary have you seen the connie documentary that came out i haven't dude it, it was it's out in theaters now part one okay it was amazing and just seeing at that time uh h- how at that time you know jay-z it was like mostly gangster rap yeah gangster hip-hop and stuff and what connie was doing was um pushing his own sound and it didn't catch on till way later and i think not following what's what's popular will set you apart from from i don't know it'll it'll just make you unique yeah yeah i mean How you, you got to have that?
1: belief in your goal and you got to have a a good long-term vision and be able to stick with it and when people see you doing that long enough like eventually they'll they'll be down for the ride
0: yeah and okay so continuing on the timeline uh so it was experimenting with different sounds of hip-hop uh during college the college years producing beats in your in your dorm room yeah um after that did you connect with any artists or did you connect with different producers how, how was
1: uh it's just the uh well okay so i tried to start like a like a label i had no idea what i was doing but i wanted to start like a group uh it was greenhouse records and that was my friend Toxic, who I met, the first dude that I met that I told you about. Uh, he was a producer. He introduced me to his friend Samson I. I don't know if he does music anymore. And then I had two friends that were DJs. Uh, they go by Two Nucks Deep. Uh like a duo. Um, and I think they also produce on their own too. But more like EDM music. Mm. So, nice. uh, yeah, I tried to form a group like that and it wasn't even really like a group it was more just like hey we make music and we know each other and we can put our music on soundcloud under this thing um but those were like the the main music friends that i met actually no there was one other one my roommate senior year uh ted the poet um he was like a rapper more like a poet he didn't do too much rap but uh, I tried to get him to rap on some of my beats, like, but it was it was all whack at the time. Like, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't really know too many musicians out there because it wasn't my main focus. I was just doing it for fun. Mm. Did not know that I was gonna really try to pursue it. I was kind of like split between like, okay, like, am I gonna go get my masters right now? Am I continuing this health journey or, or what am I doing after this? I don't even know yet. Um, mm. So I never really went like, full force into music until after mm. um and then that's where i met like a majority of the artists that i work with
0: so after you said you graduated in 15
1: yeah like at the end
0: okay at the end mm-hmm. and um so 16 i guess you when you came back here is that you you pursued music or you pursued producing you pursued engineering uh or?
1: i was just well first i was just trying to get a job um I was like, okay, like I'm back home now. That's cool. I have a degree, but I'm not really using it right now. Um, I was just kinda like lost at the time. And I I was like, you know what, let me let me just try to figure out music. Like I've been doing it for a while. I've never really like went all in on it. Um I know that I can do difficult things if I put my mind to it. Like, you know, I finished I finished school, let me try to put that same amount of energy into pursuing music and then see what happens like you know hold my breath for four or five years i'll come up and then see where i'm at um so yeah i just got a job and mostly focused on just producing uh beats just out of my bedroom Mm. still not knowing what i was doing
0: (laughs) and when you were producing you were just making beats did you have an idea of like yo i'm gonna i'm gonna send it i'm gonna send this beat to this person or um did I, you ha- I didn't people really have like or y-
1: any idea yeah. like how the industry works i didn't know like oh you make beats and then you send out a beat pack to people or you have your studio and you bring people in to record i didn't know like any of that all i was focused on was okay like how do how do you like make a song like i still couldn't comprehend it really. mm. um because i was making stuff that wasn't really like your typical like oh that's a cool beat i want to rap on it i was just making like little songs like minute loops or whatever um i don't even know what to call them honestly um but yeah i was doing that and then i recorded one of my neighbors uh off of i was i had logic at the time like a cracked version of logic i got it in school from Mm -hmm. one of my roommates um and i would record one of my neighbors he him and his friends would rap but I didn't really know what I was doing with that either. I was like, hey, well, I have a computer and you rap. Um, let's try to make something together. And let's see what we're doing. Um, he was my f- buddy from back in the day. Um, so, you know, we'd record on Apple headphones. That was our mic. That's dope. And had, you know, you just start from not knowing what you're doing and then you try it again and you're like, okay, we could fix that. And then you try it again and you're like, oh, well, now I have a microphone. Okay, let's try it again. And then, you know, we just kept progressing from there. Just met more people and the beats eventually get better you you learn more of what defines a song or like how it's structured and just studying what people that are doing it are doing because before it was just freestyle i was like cool don't know how to make a beat i'm gonna try to uh, figure this out on my own and then i really started like studying like okay these are like good producers like they made this song um they're they're behind like all these tracks that I like okay let me let me see who they are as a person like what gear are they using like how do they what's their approach to making music and then that kind of like opened the door for me to learn how to like really like make a track and connect with artists and learn how like the business side of everything works
0: Mm. so with with mixing and stuff how what was it youtube university that you were just on and just researching or yeah, obviously like trial and error but um youtube you would say
1: yeah for the most part yeah um and that was another thing like uh you know i was making beats and i was recording with uh other producers and uh, musicians and i didn't know engineers were a thing and then i found that about i found out about that and i was you know discouraged i was like damn like there's a whole other like group of people that are involved in making a song like i thought we had it it was just us right here now we got to like learn this whole other thing or get somebody else involved um and i was fortunate enough to learn from people that had really good equipment and just watching them work like in person um and it was different genres but just seeing how they operate in a studio and what a compressor is or what an eq is and still not knowing but just going there every day and just watching them in their environment and learning uh little tips here and there and then i'm you know i might see them turn this knob and then on a compressor and i'm like okay that was interesting i've never seen anyone do that so i take note of that and then i would go back home on youtube and be like okay why did they do that (laughs) oh shit what does that what is a ratio on a compressor and how does that influence the sound and then I'd go back and then have a better understanding of what they were doing and then I could look at the next knob that they were turning and it was just you know one by one Mm. um seeing just watching someone who knew what they were doing and just learning by example pretty much Mm. and a lot of trial and error like you said yeah
0: for sure And I guess for myself, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of trial and error and uh, just experimenting, honestly, just Mm -hmm. opening the DAW, opening FL Studio and just 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 making something. Yeah. Even if it was shit, it it might turn out good. It might turn out bad. I don't know. Just just that experimentation. Yeah. And throwing yourself into the unknown um, is, I think, where you grow and, and you progress
1: yeah and it's cool because there's no right way to do something Mm -hmm. like you can achieve the same goal like with an audio file in like a million different ways everyone has their own technique of how they do something um but there's no right way i mean there's obviously things that are that you want to look out for but for the most part like there's no rules you can do whatever you want as long as you know what your end goal what you want your end goal to be you mm-hmm. can shape it however you want
0: yeah i like how just the dot itself is like uh a like you can paint any visual picture that you want you, you can paint any picture that you want but through audio yeah which i think is cool oh yeah it's like there's yeah like you said there's no limit to what you what you can make yeah. with sound mm-hmm. it's awesome
1: Yeah, definitely open up the doors to creating, like, different types of music um, and making it more accessible to people. Um, Because now, like, my workflow um, is catered to how I like to work. But then looking back to how I used to do it, I was like, man, like, I was wasting so much time, like, doing all all these different weird routings and re-recording and Mm. not doing things the right way where you know but i was using old uh old software and old software like i guess not old software but just software that i wasn't familiar with i started on machine um, oh, so it came okay. with a beat pad and then i transitioned to that cracked version of logic uh-huh. and i've been rocking that ever since
0: nice yeah um nice.
1: and then just really focusing on mastering that mm. um but yeah there's really no no limit on what you can do
0: yeah as long so, as
1: you know what you're doing with the tools,
0: yeah. Uh, okay, so the year 16, it was trying to figure out how to make a beat, how to arrange a beat, how to EQ, mix, and all that stuff. Yeah. Still, and then 17, do you remember? Um,
1: um well, it was kind of like a
0: like a it was a process of time. Yeah, it yeah. was
1: not like oh here's where I learned this and then here's where I learned that. It was kind of like a a Blur. Mm. so i i set up a studio i moved it from my bedroom into my grandma's garage she had like a they had parked cars on the they parked two cars on the other side and they had like one that was like or a section of it that was built out like a room that i used to like hang out when when i was little and they let me turn it into like a studio so i'd go over there and record i met this um musician and he uh we'd write together I met uh, a couple artists and we started doing tracks together and uh yeah, we would just repeat that cycle. Uh slowly met more and more people, started doing shows like I was performing with a band. Nice. Um and just learning different avenues of one, how to make money in music and two where like where I think I can fit in the industry like what do i like what do i don't like and what what can i mon- what skills of mine that i do have can i monetize like in this whole puzzle mm. um but yeah it's just been slowly chipping away at it and then reaching out to different artists and then you know a lot of work on my own too just sitting and reading uh, i like to do that a lot so um, reading
0: okay what what is it that you're you're reading uh, like what kind of books or uh, is it or like just articles? reading about like
1: uh audio engineering oh, or okay. like h- how the music industry works or um people that have made it Literally, you know just watching learning from the oh, greats I see yeah yeah definitely Seeing what they did on their come-ups um and yeah just you know slowly chipping away at it um but i wouldn't say there's like a, a set period because like you know I'm i'm always trying to learn i feel like no, i know yeah, a lot sure. right now but i definitely don't know enough yeah you know
0: is there a moment because that you can say like wow this really helped me out like get it, getting the studio that you're at now yeah. would you say is like a a, a stamp in your progression or
1: i yeah that was probably the biggest uh the biggest period of like progression just because like i that's something i wanted to do for so long every other studio i had was either like in a garage um at like my grandma's house so it was hard to record you know i want to be respectful like it's her house so you can only have the music on so loud you can only be up so late can only bring like you know certain friends over that you know like we can't smoke over there you can't drink really so there was yeah. a lot of limits over there yeah and then i had a studio set up in strand it was in a house um but that was in my bedroom and it was crowded um and I didn't really have all the equipment and space that I needed um so after I moved out of Strand I moved back uh home and regrouped you know just saved up a bunch of money got some new equipment but again it was like in my my parents house so you know there's those rules they're very open and supportive with like what I what I was doing but I didn't feel like I ever wanted to like intrude on their space I was like mm. no nah, this is my thing like I don't want to bug you guys with this like I got to figure this out for myself for sure so I found this studio and it's been like non-stop work ever since
0: that's awesome I, I can definitely relate with getting your own studio because like you said the restrictions that come with um, or the limits that come with I guess being at your house like you can't really express yourself in a way that you can express yourself in a studio with different friends that come in and you know they want maybe when they want to smoke and like that brings out different type of creativity yeah and um for me it's this uh spot has definitely jumped to the progression too like i don't know it really has really helped me out with the progression as well yeah um so i definitely relate with what with what you were saying
1: yeah and i think it helped too just having a spot that Um, I wasn't like sleeping in and I would get out of bed and walk to my desk. Like it was like really crammed, like all right there. Mm -hmm. So I think having a separate area where I can go to work and focus and then at the end of the day, I can clock out. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that was it. Like I put in my work. I did my work for the day. Uh, I can go home and sleep or if I want to, I can sleep in the studio too. Yeah. Um, but there's that option and you're not like forced to to have everything all in that one space um and i feel like it it brings out a different energy it in the does, room like bro. especially when you bring people over um you know they come over and they're like okay bet we're here to work what are we gonna make today yeah uh let's write
0: also yeah that's a, that's a good point also being surrounded by so many talented and and awesome people that you know when you're surrounded by those kind of people you, they they push you as well you know being surrounded by adaptive blue tie everyone here and and you too like you like seeing you produce with the piano and i don't know that one song that you have with los vigilantes oh yeah every now and then every now and then that shit was insane the um but yeah that uh that energy definitely helps other people as well like uh just being surrounded by that that people that are pursuing greatness as well
1: yeah and it's like you guys are all homies like you want to see each other win yeah and you inspire each other and you know i'm sure there's like friendly competition like you hear your friend make a good song you're like damn bro that's like, amazing yeah how did you do that like that's cool like, yeah I, I definitely want to bump it and i also want to go right because you just inspired me yeah yeah and then i hope i inspire you and then we just grow together and there's like constant progression definitely definitely um, so yeah i think it's really cool what you guys are doing um yeah just uh yeah just surrounding yourself with like-minded people and and building on each other
0: i feel that yeah and um i guess how, how so was it miguel that hit, had hit you up to or how did the whole los vigilantes uh from your per, your your perspective yeah
1: um uh, come about so there was this instagram page central coast beat social that followed me on Instagram like a while ago. So I followed them back and, uh, you know, I didn't know who they were, but I saw that they were putting on events out like, um, in around slow. And I think I'd follow them for like over a year, maybe like two years. And just never really, I was just kind of doing my own thing. Never really like went out and did like went to events or anything like that. And then I had the studio, and I was like, yeah, I need to I need to start meeting new people because I need to start bringing people here. Like I have this space, but I want to like share it. Mm-hmm. So I went to one of those events in slow and I thought it was a 12 hour like writing session. So I brought all this gear and I walked in. And it was like it was like a jam session, but it was only for one hour. Like I read the flyer wrong. I thought it was from like 12 to 1 a.m like a like a 13 hour session Uh, but it was like a one hour like event so i had all this gear and i was like fuck man i came all the way out here like all right well at least i'm gonna meet somebody so i was just watching people and then you know kind of seeing like okay like he's got dope beats or like this person raps cool um this dude was good at guitar and i talked to the owner jesse and he was like hey you got to meet this uh dude miguel he's from oxford also and then I saw and I was like, oh, shit, like, yeah, he was one of the people that I that I remembered that was uh, making cool beats like during that session. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to him. I showed him pictures of the studio. I was like, hey, bro, like, I really like your stuff. Like, I just got the studio. Uh, if you're an Oxard, like, open door, bro, like, come through whenever. Mm-hmm. So uh, he came through like the next week and we made a beat and it worked out so well. Mm. like he he produces in a very different way than i produce um so it's cool to like watch him and see his style Mm. and to see like oh we have a lot of mutual friends too um and he came through the next week i think we made another beat and then he came through with hector and presented the los vigilantes um project idea Mm. and yeah that's kind of how it came about and then uh he met lyra separately and then brought him on board too Hmm. and yeah we've just been running ever since
0: yeah just the sessions and just seeing i don't know what what you the art that has been coming out from los vigilantes the music it's all it's awesome to see really and, and hear and listen to
1: thank you man yeah true that means a lot thank you um but uh
0: but yeah, there's more more to come for sure.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. I think we we got a whole project we're working on right now. We have uh, one single out every now and then. I think we're dropping one more. Um, working on finishing the, the like eight, either or no. I think it's like six more tracks. Um, finishing out those ideas and then we're gonna be dropping a project and then start
0: the cycle all over again. Lit. Yeah i guess i guess right now like w- w- are you really listening to anything as far as music wise or uh, watching anything that inspires what you make or uh i listen to a
1: lot of like songs that i don't know the artist's name or the song name to. um i'll just on like a random playlist on spotify and if i hear something i'm like oh that's cool i'll screenshot it and then i'll come back to it later and either try to sample it or you know be like okay what was it that i liked about it uh mm. they had a cool flute in that song okay let me try to like recreate that sound um and then i listened to a lot of like kenny beats like anything kenny beats makes i listened to um the new isaiah rashad album was really cool
0: um you hear that denzel curry uh project that kenny beats worked on yeah unlocked really cool dude crazy
1: oh yeah I ho- i hope they come out with another one too yeah um who else am I listening to honestly like I listen to a lot of my friends music too um they're all making like better and better music and that inspires me especially when they're reaching out to other producers like oh shoot like I didn't know you can do a track like that like okay cool like maybe that that just opens the door for possibilities when I'm working with these people so I like to see what my friends are making too Mm. um
0: I I like that I like that feeling when you're in the studio and you, you, I don't know, just, like, presenting an idea and, like, seeing other people react to it, I think that's so awesome.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a irreplaceable feeling. It is, dude. Yeah. Because you, you only get that, you only have a chance to get that, like, real-time feedback, like, once. Because after that, if they've already heard it, they're going to react a certain way. But you can tell, like, when you play something for that first couple seconds, like, okay, do they really feel it or or what's, you know, what's the vibe like?
0: Yeah, and also, like, when, I, when I'll be playing it and... know i'm just kind of looking around the room like yeah like you said like are they feeling this like what's going on yeah and uh you know somebody will say a fucking verse or a hook and i'll be like oh shit that's cool
1: yeah it's a good feeling and that's that's i feel like that's a goal of like every session when you're writing to like capture that feeling where if you're pacing back and forth and you can't sit down you're like oh my god like we're gonna make it after this song that's a that's a dope definitely
0: getting out of the hood with this one
1: yeah and you know try to capture that every time yeah and you know it probably it probably won't be that track that is you know a world-changing track but that feeling still means something Uh, and i feel like that's eventually one of those are going to work
0: yeah and you know i feel like even if it doesn't work like if it's not like well known it's still awesome that that experience was was shared with everyone in the room oh yeah and um that yeah, like you said it's irreplaceable that feeling bro it's like wow but obviously it's like there's this, uh, another side to it which is the business side and like you definitely want to make it uh monetize it in a way but yeah. um i don't know just do i feel like do what you love first and the money will follow
1: yeah yeah it's a weird line to balance
0: um, Yeah. Are you doing are you studying the business side as well or
1: yeah uh we actually had had like a real world experience that kind of like threw me into learning about all of this um where we we got approached this was like a group that i was working with uh last no like two summers ago um and we got approached by a label to do a project with them and we didn't have lawyers or anything Oh, but i um, always, like, a skeptical person. So when I read a contract, I'm like, okay, you know, you obviously want something. You hear about all these stories about artists getting screwed over. I'm like, this is my first experience. I'm not about to let that happen to me or my friends. So I went deep into learning about, you know, contract or, like, how a contract works, uh, the different phrases they use, um, just leverage points that an artist has, that a label has, and rights that each group has, and the different scenarios it could play out. Um, So, yeah, I went through that whole process with my friends and uh, without a lawyer. And we kind of, like, learned it on our own, figured it out um, on our own. And, you know, it was a learning experience. We We did a lot of right things, but we didn't do everything right but you know that's the process that's exactly how I started making music like Mm. did some right things did a lot of wrong things but it gets better every cycle um but I feel like I'm pretty solid as far as uh the business side goes but obviously it helps when you have a team of people Mm. I just kind of know like certain signs to look out for
0: Mm, interesting interesting
1: but you can learn a lot from Instagram instagram university <laughs> uh wow, what's, the, what's the page <laughs> that's called? the first time i've
0: ever heard that bro that's funny
1: yeah there's a couple pages <laughs> that talk about like uh like the business side of like music especially for producers because mm. um, it's you know it's hard for producers out there so th- there's groups of people especially on reddit they want to see everybody win kenny beats uh has his twitch streams monte booker has his twitch streams so i watch those and they always give like little gems here and there
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a whole separate process. That was like the feeling of learning. Oh shoot! Someone has to mix and master this too, and then you learn like, well, cool. You create this product. You're like, damn. Someone has to monetize this, or someone has to go pitch this to a label. Like, there's a whole other side of like music once a product is created. Mm. Um, and you know you don't have to learn everything, but it's good to to have a little awareness of all the pieces
0: i i can compare that to uh working on your car say if you don't know how to change your oil or you don't know like how to change your brakes uh, a mechanic can fuck you over and say like oh it needs this replaced and you know it's 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 like you said having basic awareness yeah of Just little things that to look out for so that you don't get screwed over.
1: Yeah. And you don't have to be like the best at any of those. No. But as long as you know, like surface level, like, okay, this person's supposed to do this and you know, you just, just learning all the pieces of the puzzle. Mm. I feel like helps out a lot.
0: Yeah. And and you learn what not to do.
1: Yeah, definitely. It's a process. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, it's part of the scientific process. So you learn like, what not to do it's trial and error and then you repeat it and you see what works and what doesn't work and you keep repeating that process For sure
0: um i guess i I'll probably end it here then if there's anything else that you want to talk about as far as um
1: no i mean that's pretty much the whole come up story cool um, and then yeah
0: so far dude and then, and then you know soon we'll do another one
1: yeah heck yeah And. Um, You know, uh, I'll have a glass of wine with you on April 1st. Let's go Six more weeks. I'm excited.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Instagram and and, uh, where can people find you?
1: Uh, I'm on Instagram. It's conman with three N's. C-O-N-M-A-N-N-N. And that's pretty much all I use. I'm not even on Instagram right now. I'm going to log back in probably in like two more weeks. I I do pockets of uh, social media detox too. But uh, yeah, I'll follow you back on there. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. Dope.